So, before I moved out of the country for the first time um, in 2014, um, I had read a little bit about culture shock. And then when I went to my university um, in the US, um, during our orientation, they tell you about the international student orientation. They tell you um, there's this thing known as culture shock that you might experience in the um, next few days um, and how to deal with it and all of that. And I used to find that a little bit dramatic um, and up until like very recently I was like these people are really dramatic they talk about culture shock and what not and I am the ideal candidate for culture shock I was because um, I was not coming uh, I was not going from a part of India which was heavily westernized to the US I was actually going from like a three-tier town in India which is still you you know you barely have like one theater and then you have like two places to eat in the entire town I was going from that place to New York so if there was if this thing culture shock was a real thing it should have happened to me and it never did at that point it never did um uh, I never felt that, I was never shocked. I don't remember feeling, oh my God, this is how things are here. And I don't know what the reason for that was. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe I was a bit younger or maybe, I don't know. I could think of a hundred possibilities, but I don't know why I never felt any shock. I was like, okay. This is how it is. People drink, they eat, they study. We have to go to classes. And the only thing that was different was that you were allowed to eat in between your classes, uh, which you don't, um, you can't do in India, as far as I know. So that was a bit relaxed, but everything else didn't seem shocking to me. Maybe I was too overwhelmed to be shocked by anything, just trying to grapple with what's happening and trying to keep myself together and also trying to be a few steps ahead of everything so that um, I don't fall behind and I'm able to finish what I started. Um, Yeah, and life went on and then I used to, that was the time when I used to go back to India like once a year or once in a year and a half, but mostly once a year. So, again, never felt anything out of the ordinary in those days, you know. You go to India, you go back to your home and then you come back, you come back to college and the routine starts. Um, Lived there for like more than seven years, then I moved here um, to my current place. For the last... um, three years I had not been to India the last time I had uh, gone to India was 2019 March and then I went to India this time uh, 2022 March so it had been three years 
um since i'd gone to india this um is the longest i have been without going and when i went to india this time i actually experienced culture shock in the it was unbelievable to me and just that sense it grew on me like it sunk in slowly it's not it's not something that's like very jarring or very obvious um i went there and you know airports are similar everywhere so you get down on the airport and from getting down you do see a bit of a difference like of course uh, the way people uh, greet each other or generally eye contact in the crowd etc all of those things of course they, they change with change in culture so you do feel that but again it was all normal and then the next day i was um at home again nothing out of the ordinary felt kind of normal and then slowly maybe by the fifth or the sixth day when you live in a family when you talk to people it suddenly starts sinking in it sunk into me that damn is this the world that i actually belong to where i've come from and this is so so different from the world that i have lived in for the past 7 years 8 years and it never hit me for the all those 8 years that stark difference it never hit me and it's the difference i'm not even talking about like the difference in architecture or the difference in um consumer patterns the difference in lifestyle the difference in cafes shops i'm not even talking about that that is the least of what i'm talking about just what grew on me was the difference in how people view life what how people look at life fundamentally when i was younger i used to always be like these things are really overrated we are all so similar as people you know we feel pain we feel joy we feel disappointment sadness happiness loneliness it's similar so it's not that much different and at some level that is still true but then there is this another level where that isn't valid where where you've grown up the society and the implicit beliefs of those that society they shape how you look at life how you view life and fundamentally like it's not even superficial just fundamentally those things the structure of the society they are so different and the older you grow the more you get acclimatized to that structure and the the more different you become from someone who's grown up in a different structure it was really fascinating to me because um so many things 
there in that world where i was in india they were taken as matter of fact you know matter of fact and the same things here maybe in the in the us in new york or maybe where i am more so in new york those things you would see in a parody if someone were to make like a parody of an indian family you would see those things there like a comedy sketch and those things and more was actually happening and this is not to i'm not saying this in a berating way for example um in a very matter of fact way uh my my marriage would be mentioned like 5 to 7 times a day every single day matter of fact of course you're going to get married of course in a few years we are going to see you with your children um and the guy isn't even in the picture and the idea the culture is a culture which is based in arranged marriage so it is just a matter of fact thing that of course you're going to get married we are going to find you a guy and then you do the the usual like you know um and with no active like there was nothing actively happening no one's trying to look for a guy for me but it's just so seeped in to the way life works that's the way life works it's matter of fact it is matter of fact you show your palm to someone or you show your birth chart to someone and for them to tell you things about your life and and for you to make plans about accordingly it's matter of fact like it's not nobody treats it no it there is no embarrassment in doing it i think that's what i was trying to get at because where the world where i came where i was living in you a you never talk about those things and b you do see like boards of these um, mediums and i forget the word but in new york like you walk around and you see a lot of these boards you give them uh, $10 and they they will maybe see your palm or they'll see your face and they'll tell you things about life but that is not something that you will admit to your friend without embarrassment and i don't think even an even an older person in that culture will so it's not a generational thing even an older person will not admit to have gone to a medium or a clairvoyant or i forget the word actually um to and and to have asked you know what's up with my life any these services are offered in new york of course they are offered throughout the world and some of them they are crazy expensive like they'll offer you a, an, an entire program for $2000 so it's not like this doesn't exist there it just doesn't exist as a part of your daily life and even if it exists there is a sense of embarrassment that might come that will most probably come if you're going to go to someone like that those are things that you do probably when you're hanging out alone or you're hanging out with friends who 
you don't care about them judging you whereas in india it's a matter of fact thing is a structure of society you know you go to those people they tell you which is the auspicious year to get married um what time is going to be tough for you economically what time is going to be nice for you sometimes who you're going to marry etc 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 um then of course if you if you are a, a society that predominantly where marriages are arranged you need people who actively participate to arrange those marriages of course there are websites there is in today's world there are websites um and then there are like the social media there's more ways in which like um, a a groom and groom's family and a potential bride and bride's family can get in touch with each other so today there are multiple ways but um still before and to a large extent even today there are people who have to actively participate in bringing you know these two parties together and it's not a paid thing sometimes it can be but sometimes it's just people in in society who just take up that role because they like it and everything is very matter of fact it's not like i almost started looking at it from a from a foreign perspective from a white gaze maybe for lack of a better word and it and everything there was very matter of fact you know this is how it is there's nothing unusual about it there's no big deal made out of it another thing that hit me the most is um someone very close to me she um is in the process of getting married which when i say the process of getting married um she is in the process of finding a groom for herself of course through arranged marriage um so i heard her talk and she is older than uh, me so i'm what 20 i'm going to be 27 now so she is older than me 28 29 now i heard um hearing her talk about relationships and marriage to me it came as probably one of the more significant shocks in my entire trip not in a bad way but just hearing her talk it it was like hearing my 16 year old version maybe talk about relationships and again this is a society where dating is not acceptable and it's rare it happens now more and more but it's still rare so she's talking about um a possible relationship and marriage and i feel like this is a this is a completely different view and i don't i'm not sure if i can put it in words very well there was a certain innocence probably naivety probably romanticism in the way that she spoke about it that is perhaps 
that innocence is not available anymore to someone who's come from who's lived in where i lived or who's seen what i've seen that innocence that you know forever forever love kind of innocence and yes she is not 16 she has seen the world and is cynical about the world in a lot in a lot of ways other ways but when i heard her speak about um marriage it was um for the first time i felt like okay i used to be there at one point in life i could and then i i just am so far away from that today in life that there is no way back for me it's like an irreversible reaction you know there's no way of going back to where i going back to that she was you know telling me an example there's a movie that came out recently um and it was based on a true story and um in the movie the the actor the the main protagonist he dies in a war and he um he had someone he loved um he had a lover and the 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 woman the girl they had actually planned that once he comes back from the war they would get married but of course he never came back um the girl is still alive and she never got married she is still alive she is single and she is a teacher she teaches in a school in north india that was what she told me and it's been years this is like 1980s so she never got married and to me it's like i have it's like i just don't believe it it's not like even if i see someone like that i wouldn't believe it i'm at that stage mentally and i just maybe the proper reaction would have been to to be awed by it or inspired but that was not i found it so difficult to even digest the world where i have lived from 2014 to 2020 one and then now also the world where i continue to live that is not a thing like waiting for someone who you've probably possibly never had sex with it's just a verbal commitment and liking and then to even if a person is alive people don't wait so many relationships they are just they just end because hey you're not as close to me physically as you were i moved or you moved and now it's inconvenient for me so the other person hasn't died but the just the relationship has become very inconvenient so it it ends and i 
I don't know how to wrap my mind around that. You know? Because there was a time in my life when that would have seemed to be very believable. Where I could believe in that and I could buy that and I could, you know. Uh, this idea of forever, it, it existed. And now I'm just like, is that even, even possible? And if that is, I know that that's like one in one billion because people don't wait. And that it's not just in um, the US or the Western world. Generally, generally people don't wait, even in India. But to just have that idea in air, you know, that someone could be so committed to someone that it didn't matter if that person was alive or dead and again this is not me advocating that people should never quote unquote move on if they lose someone to death I'm not advocating anything it's just me hearing that and feeling that the person that I am today and the things that I've seen I can't even, I don't even know how to react to such a thing. I simply can't wrap my head around it. It's like, and at one point, I would have been able to wrap my head around it. I would have understood. Um, when we were growing up, um, talking to boys was a big no. Dating, don't even talk about it. Anything that had to do with sex or um, anything that had sexual connotations, you dare not even go in that direction in front of anyone in your family. (laughs) That'll create a very uncomfortable situation at best and at worst, there's no limit. And we used to always, we used to watch these um, Western shows, like there was like on Disney, there was Hannah Montana and Lizzie McGuire. And then there was a show, um, Selena Gomez's show. Um, I forget the name, the Wizards, the Witches, something, I forget. And they used to show these high school people dating, having girlfriends, boyfriends and that was the age when you actually start kind of feeling um, differently towards the opposite sex and I remember we used to feel like this is so cool like the, the western the western society it's so cool you know, there's so much freedom and imagine what we would be doing if we had all that freedom Um, and of course I moved to the US um, then when I was 17, 18 and I have seen that freedom and I see it today Um, and I look at it very differently and this is not me advocating the Indian way that's unhealthy and that's it's just another extreme and that's it's, it's hypocrisy because underneath all of this, things are still happening. 
marriage is um advertised as a sacred union but it is as much a contract as much a transaction as it is in western societies it is advertised as something else but it isn't that thing so i am not um favoring what happens in india but one thing i have seen in all these years is that when people are given the freedom to do whatever that they want to do um you can go out with whoever you want to go out you can have sex with whoever want you want to have sex with just do whatever people 99.99% of them will not do the thing that is right or will not choose the thing that is principally to them it feels right they will choose the thing that is easy and they will choose the thing that is convenient so if um, hooking up with someone is convenient for now that's what goes um if if breaking up is convenient because you are just you know i'm bored or whatever um that is how it rolls if after breakup i still want to have sex with you i'm going to try to i'm going to try to low key manipulate you or i'm going to try to strike a deal with you to just be having sex with you um and that rolls too um and then if i can keep getting all the most of the benefits of a relationship without um without feeling ever responsible which is another word very common word that i've heard is friends with benefits so keep having sex and uh, just don't expect anything from each other that that rolls too and they say it's friends with benefits but you actually aren't even friends because even in real friendships there is some investment in how the other person feels you know what they go through if it's real it cannot be indifferent you wherever there is you are invested and if you are not invested then you're not a friend then you're an acquaintance it should be called um acquaintances with benefits and this is not me ranting about why all of that is wrong of course i'm nobody to decide that it's just um convenient and when everything becomes very convenient although we 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 say to ourselves that it is something real that we are craving but all we do is we keep running behind what's convenient and who even tells you what's real it's not that all marriages that last 40 years are uh, there was something going on there that was real in indian societies a lot of 
marriages just last because you cannot get out of them for reasons for societal reasons for monetary reasons whatever it is but yeah the the way that i that that i view after viewing all of this after hearing all of this for so many years after seeing all of this happen in front of my own eyes to to go back to that and to hear someone talk about relationships in a way that where you're actually probably hoping for something um in a very naive way you're kind of letting yourself go with that hope it was very like i didn't know how to react should i tell her to not be so innocent but then she is not and she is smart should i tell her that the world is not that kind of a place um and whatever she is expecting she'll probably not end up fight finding it but that's not my place to decide right it's not my place to decide or maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just my experience but that kind of innocence and naivety i know is not available to me and i also don't think it's available to the generation now even in india that's coming to the generation even in the place where i grew up the one that's coming they there's a lot more um casualness for the lack of a better word um in dealing with relationships um yeah and when you've seen that it kind of you don't know how to react if someone's talking about forever and the first instinct is to scoff to kind of laugh at them but then who are you to do that first of all i am nobody and second of all i was that person one time one day long ago i was that person so yeah i just didn't know how to react you know for me right now what the the place where i look at relationships marriages everywhere in india in any part of the world most of them are transactions um it's you give me something i give you something i have a set of conditions that you must fulfill you must have a set of conditions that i must fulfill and then once that's taken care of then you start adding emotion or um, that's like still a superficial layer but essentially at the very base is two people fulfilling each other's needs for that moment whether it's financial physical emotional or psychological needs or you know this is the kind of wife i want or the kind of girlfriend i want this is the kind of boyfriend or husband i want yeah sometimes i just and this is something i've always struggled with i don't know how to bring these two worlds together like i don't know how to hold and i have never known I feel like now when I went I felt like probably that's the reason I have been so confused all these years so confused because you are not you've not grown up in that culture you're not entirely comfortable or accustomed to the culture of casual dating 
neither are you comfortable with that arranged setup so like where does that leave you and i've always been confused and the, uh, time doesn't solve that confusion because now i don't relate to that world and i don't relate to this world also necessarily so for me it's always like how do i can i hold these two very different worlds together otherwise when i'm there and someone's talking to me i feel completely alienated i feel like i don't know what you're saying i can't relate same thing sometimes happens here i feel like i really can't relate so it's always like i don't know how to hold these two worlds together knowing now how how dramatically different these two worlds are it's even more difficult for me to to yeah it's even more difficult to decide where i stand like where i stand concerning i don't have to participate but i just have to know where i stand concerning something and it's difficult it's difficult so yeah i i just feel like mine has been a special case because i moved in a world which was so diametrically opposite to the world where i i belonged to so there was always a struggle of holding these two worlds together and me going back now it kind of made me feel it made me aware of this struggle there was the struggle was there before it was probably more unconscious but i went back after an interval when a lot of life had happened to me in those 3 years so going back felt like i've come back to a world where fundamentally the way people look at life is so different not better or worse of course people are people but then at some level it's very different so yeah um that's what i wanted to talk about i am confused and i feel like for the rest of my life i am always going to be confused i'm never going to know how to hold these two worlds together and where i lie on that spectrum that's it thank you <laughs>